Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and welcome back to the Thai Expat Daily Show. As always, I'm your host, Kieran Mack, and delighted you've been able to tune in with us for another show today. Now, before I do get started, don't forget, as always, to like that video, and don't forget to subscribe to the channel if you already haven't, and do hit that notification bell because YouTube will then let you know when the next podcast is available. Now, if you like listening to us on podcast players, there is a link down below in the description which will take you to a website which will show you a vast array of podcast players that are hosting the show and finally if you like the show if you do want to support the show and support us you can do so by buying me a coffee with the link down below in the description as always so now that's all done and dusted let's just jump into the top stories trending here in thailand and the first story is about the government backs the uk plans for english study cooperation Thailand has accepted the United Kingdom's proposed programs to foster cooperation in English studies for Thai teachers and students here in Thailand. The Education Minister, Police General Perm Poon, met UK Minister of State for the Indo-Pacific and Marie Trevlin yesterday and discussed educational cooperation in English studies for Thai teachers and students in Thailand. British Ambassador Mark Gooding also attended the discussion at the Ministry of Education and that was according to local media. Police General Parmpoom said he was thankful that the British government has offered aid to develop the online learning platform for Thai students, allowing them to get access to English classes and online databases worldwide. He added that Thailand still has a lot of students from underprivileged backgrounds. After receiving assistance from the British government to improve English classes, students and teachers are provided much more equal access to education. Police General Permpoon added that he is willing to study the advice and lessons learned on the practicality of online and on-site learning in Britain. An exchange of knowledge on curriculum and textbooks would contribute to improvements in English classes in Thailand. Now, Mrs. Trevelyn said that Britain was pleased to share its experience during the pandemic where online learning was met with difficulties. Various parties in Britain then worked jointly with many sectors to improve and digitalise school lessons as well as to train school personnel to work online. Given that the Education Minister is paying attention to English studies in Thailand, she said that the British government was willing to support the programme. And uh, that is just a quick story about, uh, well, I guess Britain doing a lot for Thailand. I'm not sure exactly what the swap is all about because it seems like it's definitely one-way traffic. Also, a police general in charge of the education ministry. Don't know how that's going to fare well for the future. Had a quick Google of the guy. He spent 37 years as a police officer, has no experience in uh, education whatsoever. So his only experience is in the police force. And this is the guy in charge of leading the way and ensuring that Thai children get a good education, are brought up to be free thinkers and, you know, make Thailand a better place. I don't think it's going to happen under him. I actually read a lot about this guy and I read a lot about what teachers were not happy that somebody who had no experience in education was put in charge of it and are very concerned about the future of education here in Thailand. Pua Thai Party again showing their true colours after they made up this government by putting people in positions where they're not qualified to do. But nevertheless, I'd love to know your opinion about it down below in the comment section. Now we have a little bit of story about this 10,000 baht giveaway 
digital wallet and there's a few things going on with it and we'll go into it. So the finance ministry is unable to clarify the sources of funding for the digital wallet scheme and that's according to the House panel. The chair of a House committee said on Thursday that representatives of the finance ministry could not clarify on the funding source for the government's digital wallet handout scheme. Move forward party list MP Sitapal said the chairman of the House committee on economic development was speaking to reporters after inviting representatives of the finance ministry, the Bank of Thailand and the National Anti-Corruption Commission Office to speak about the digital wallet scheme. The governing coalition leader, Thai Party, has vowed to go ahead with implementing its pre-poll promise to hand out 10,000 baht to all Thais from the age of 16 through blockchain based digital wallet. Sitabal told reporters that representatives of the finance ministry could not give clear details about the source of the funds for the scheme, which would require approximately 500 billion baht. He said the representatives only said that spending for the scheme would not violate the government's fiscal policy. He said the representatives also could not affirm or deny whether the government would have to borrow money from state enterprises. He said the House panel hoped the government would heed criticisms and design the scheme with prudence to minimize adverse effects. The House panel would like to call on the government to consider the pros and cons of the source of money and the way the scheme will be implemented, as well as take into account short-term and long-term impacts on the economy he noted. He said a representative of the finance ministry has told his panel that a government committee was still studying key details of the scheme. Now, I just read a little bit more, and apparently they had spoken about it being implemented by February 1st. Now, the finance ministry had come out and said, well, it's not going to be February 1st. It is going to be now maybe the first quarter because the technology to implement it is not there and that brings us on to a little bit more of about this now so opposition to the government's digital wallet scheme is growing the government's controversial digital wallet scheme is facing increasing opposition with opponents seeking interventions from the central administrative court the election commission the office of auditor general and the ombudsman put the scheme on hold Thai Pakti leader Warong Dek Chidavakram filed a complaint with the Auditor General's office yesterday asking for a probe into the digital wallet scheme before submitting its findings to the Administrative Court to seek the scheme's suspension. Claiming that the scheme will cause extensive damage to the economy, Dr. Warong questions why the government does not provide the 10,000 baht in the form of cash instead of digital tokens, which is too complicated for the people in general and will not benefit small retail outlets because they normally do not have significant cash reserves and they prefer payment in cash. He said that retailers would take the digital tokens as a means of payment, will have to wait for six months before they can exchange it for cash, and if they want the cash sooner, they will have to sell the tokens to unscrupulous business people seeking to launder their ill-gotten gains. Dr. Wrong noted that even the Bank of Thailand is hesitant to use digital tokens until after its trial use to make sure that it is safe and acceptable. Meanwhile, former senator and political activist Rosanna Tarasakul submitted a petition to the Election Commission today, also asking for a probe into the digital wallet scheme. Earlier, a similar petition was lodged with the Office of the Auditor General. Now, Rosanna cited several reasons to support her argument to have the controversial scheme suspended or scrapped. She argues that the scheme is not worth the $560 billion it will cost. It may violate the Currency Act and may incur unnecessary expenses because the blockchain technology to be used for the scheme will require significant investment. 
actually quite a true point. The scheme flies in the face of good financial discipline principles and will increase public debt, she said, adding that it may curry favour among the next generation of young voters who may end up voting for the scheme's champion, the Puatai Party. The government, however, appears unperturbed by the opposition to the scheme as it insists on implementing it, albeit with some adjustments. Again, it does seem like such a waste of money, 560 billion baht. Now, that money, I'm sure, can be put to better use here in this country. Again, the government seems to be forging ahead with it. But, I mean, it brings me back to kind of the rice pledging scheme that Yingluk Shinawatra put through as her populist policy that ended up with several of her ministers and colleagues being jailed for many years because of it, because it was just rife with corruption again this looks like there could be corruption involved in the future with it the uh, as they say the blockchain technology hasn't been developed so it has to be developed how much is that going to cost is that going to be used on a one-time basis only for this scheme it's all very very vague and yet they can't even tell you where the money came from and if you're a taxpayer in this country i think it is concerning to think that the government plan to cut financing to other departments possibly to and take it for this so people can have a 10,000 baht giveaway. That's in essence what it is. As I said many times before in this show, I support people who are on the fringes of society, who are poor, who need the money being supported, yes. But I don't believe people who are driving around in Mercs and BMWs deserve to get this money in any shape or form. But I'd love to know your opinion about all of this down below in the comment section. Do you agree with this scheme? Do you think this scheme, the money should be better used to for other projects here in the country? Love to know, as always, your thoughts down below. And finally, kind of a follow-up on the Russian story the last day. There was a lot of talk about Russians are going to be getting 90 days. And it seemed like a, there was a kind of a 50-50 on people saying, oh, well, yeah, that's okay. Or no, it's not. Everybody should be getting the 90 days, etc. Well, it's not just foreigners who are complaining about this. There's a lot of ties. So Russia visa deal gets a mixed reception. So tourism operators have shared different views on the cabinet's extension of the length of stay for Russian tourists, as some are concerned about a possible influx of illegal workers, while those in the South believe the policy will generate an uptick in spending. The cabinet on Monday extended the period of stay for Russian nationals under the visa exemption scheme to 90 days from 30 days to drive the market during the high season. Prime Minister Tavisin said he plans to hold discussions with Russian President Vladimir Putin about areas of cooperation in the future. Now, Tanet Supakonsonri, former president of the Chonburi Tourism Council and group executive director of Sunshine Hotels and Resorts, said the extension might attract more Russians who intend to work illegally in Thailand, which would affect local people who are looking for jobs such as tour guides and drivers. Foreign companies would also exploit this policy more easily by using nominees or by hiring their own imported members of staff, said Mr. Tanet. He said Russian tourists in Patia typically stay for 12 to 24 days as their charter flights would arrive from Russian cities at Utapau Airport every 12 days, which means tourists have a maximum stay of less than a month due to limitations in terms of flight schedules. However, tourism operators in Koh Samui and Phuket believe that they can reap benefits from Russians staying in the country for longer. As a lot of long-stay tourists and remote workers from Russia have resided in Kosamui and Kopanyang, the extension will help attract this segment and benefit the overall local economy, said Arachaporn Pulsawadi, president of the Tourism Association of Kosamui. He said there might be some Russians who are involved with crimes, such as by operating tour businesses or opening companies with Thai nominees, but those businesses are not large ones. 
with most tours still require products and services from local people. Samui has strong local operator communities. We can assure you that tourism revenue would be generated for local pockets, he said. Phuket will also be able to receive a higher level of spending from tourists, said Tanet, president of the Phuket Tourist Association. The post-COVID trend has shown the tourists are keen to stay for longer at destinations, said Mr. Tanet. Even though the scheme is expected to generate more advantages than disadvantages, the authorities would still have to implement stringent measures to tackle illegal businesses that might use this loophole. As of October 15, Russian tourists rallied over 1.03 million, while the Tourism Authority of Thailand is hoping for 1.47 million this year. Now, Sirakorn Chewasamut, TAT Deputy Governor for Europe, Africa, the Middle East and the Americas, said there was increasing travel demand from Russian markets during the cool season as seen from the requirements for flight slots. Mr. Sirapakorn said TAT will keep an eye on so-called hub and hook packages, encouraging Russians to travel to other secondary destinations from the three hubs, Utapo, Bangkok and Phuket, to capture the market that would like to stay in Thailand for longer. So whatever side of the fence you sit on in this, whether you agree that, you know, it's 90 days is good or whether you agree it should be 30 days or there should be more control over a group of people that seem to particularly be doing a lot of illegal activities in many different tourist hubs here. I will say in Phuket, for example, yes, there's a lot of Russians and there's a lot of Russian businesses and there's a lot of things you see when you live here that you know are not right. But I will say that if you're a property holder here in Phuket, if you want to rent your property, now is, there is no better time than now to be renting property to people to stay. The rents in Phuket are getting out of control. And if you own a house or you own a condo and you need to rent it, you want to rent it, number one, I don't think you're going to have any problem renting it. If it's a nice, decent place, you know, half okay is all right. But the rents I have seen for places are phenomenal. But the problem here, and when that happens, is you start to outprice the locals and the people who might be coming to Phuket to work from renting a place in Phuket. And you're turning Phuket into a place where there's only tourists staying, only people who can afford to pay the 20, 30, 40, 50, 60,000 baht a month rents. And the locals, the people, the Thai people themselves will soon find it very difficult to find places to stay in Phuket because of the prices of property, the prices of rental property, are skyrocketing in the place. So these things, it's one thing to say, it's great having lots of tourists coming into a certain areas. Oh, fantastic, we're going to have 2 million people here or whatnot. But it needs to find a balance so that locals can make money, but that they can also have somewhere to live without having to spend all that money just being able to survive. And I think there is also a problem in that and people and the government in particular are not really focused on what's going to happen when Phuket becomes full. We hear a lot of stories about hotels don't have a lot of workers. Well, maybe one of the issues is there's nowhere for workers to stay when they come here. You know, a lot of hotels in Phuket don't offer staff accommodation. So you have to go out and find your own place to stay. And if you're getting a salary of maybe 12, 15,000 per month, a little bit of um, service chairs, maybe you're making 20,000 a month. You don't want to be spending half or three quarters of that on rent. And maybe people are, who are living in the north of Thailand at the moment or other areas are thinking, well, okay, the salary is okay, but it's going to cost me a fortune to live there because, well, there's no accommodation anymore. And these are things that a lot of tourist destinations need to focus on and start to really take heed on because I think it's going to become a problem in the future. It doesn't matter how long you 
you let tourists stay at the end of the day. You know, people are always going to take advantage. We know that. Whether you give them 90, 60, 30 days, people who've come here to do illegal things will come and do illegal things. And people who come to have a holiday and a genuine hangout and chill out and follow the rules and regulations, they will do it as well. But there needs to be a balance found between tourism and the ability of local people to be able to live as well. And that's my saying it today. But I'd love to know your opinion on it down below as always, folks. So that is it for today. I hope you enjoyed the show and we'll be back in the next day or two with four more top trending stories. Anyway, have a great day out there. Stay safe and uh, thanks once again. But ultimately, with this story or anything else that stood out to you today, I'd love to know your thoughts in the comments down below. Because yes, this is a new show, but it's also a conversation. Now keep that conversation going. Make sure you like this video, subscribe to the channel, share the video, and do all the good stuff that does help that YouTube algorithm. But ultimately, my name is Kieran Mack. You've been listening to the Thai Expat Daily Show, and we will see you next time.